0: hello beautiful souls join me as we dive into conversations about spiritual clarity different modalities and mechanisms to healing as well as healing phenomena and how to activate your third eye powers join me every wednesday for a new episode where you'll understand more about the mediumship journey and what it truly takes this is not your standard mediumship podcast. Get ready for discussing taboos, fears, traumas, and silenced stories for the emerging psychic medium who is stepping into their financial freedom with their soul's gifts. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Mediumship Muse, another episode here. I am so excited to have our next guest who I met in Mexico. He's such an amazing guy. He is um, Anthony Powers. Powers the High Priest on Instagram. He's a musician, a filmmaker, a humanitarian. I think the list is endless. I think those three words don't even sum up like who this individual is. Um, Incredible soul. Welcome to Mediumship Muse. Anthony, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful to have you on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. The gratitude is returned and amplified.
0: Uh, thank you. Thank you. So I just wanted to chat. I was like, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a specific theme or topic. I just kind of feel like I want to plug people into the kinds of conversations that we've had since we met, which are always like super dope and enlightening and, and fun. And I just want to like plug people into you and what you do, because I feel like you're one of those people that's just like a sacred, you know, bridge builder, I feel like you bridge people. I really feel like you're really powerful when it comes to community and you hold a really powerful heart space for like the divine masculine. So I'm like, I just need to have you on like just intuitively guides were like, yeah, interview Anthony and just have a conversation and just let things flow. So let's start with where where you are. Where are you in the world right now, Mr. Powers?
1: (laughs) Uh, Right now I am in Egypt um, along the red, like right next to the Red Sea. Um, between two cities, Hergada and Oguna. Um, I had previously lived in Egypt for two years. Uh, one year in Luxor, where 30% of the ancient sites on the entire planet are. Far. I spent a year out there doing archaeology and filming all of the ancient temples and tombs in 360 virtual reality and being parts of new discoveries. And then the second year here, I lived on the Red Sea, uh, running, uh, nightclubs, <laughs> which was ah. like, a, like, uh, which, which was interesting then. Yeah. Then I came back to America in December. Um, my mother was sick and it was also time for me to get back. And then, yeah. And then, and then we actually met right after my mother passed away in February, when I came out, uh, to Tulum to, to lead some sacred medicine ceremonies to heal others like, and heal myself in the same, in the process.
0: And that's how Anthony and I met. We met, it's really funny because every time I call you Anthony, I can always tell when I'm tapped into somebody's like soul frequency. um, When I don't feel like I either will forget their name or I will always feel like saying their name is not the correct name. So there's another name that I'm supposed to call you. I don't even know what it is. That's just like an intuitive hit there. Your name is not Anthony. I don't know what it is, but it's not Anthony.
1: Well, interesting thing enough uh, is while in Egypt, like I've always like, um, when I was doing the ayahuasca ceremony my, uh, in Egypt in November, um, it was revealed that one of my ancient names, um, like, were from like from a life that I lived many, many thousands of years ago, and, and a spirit that's moved with me uh, uh, through, through, with, my, uh, with my soul journey is Atan Ra. And it's funny because that's what Anthony Powers literally means. Anthony means powerful one-on-one with power, and it comes from the kemetic word Atan.
0: Wow. And, then ra,
1: and then Ra actually means power or life force, similar to Chi or Ki in Chinese and uh, and in Japanese or Korean. So uh, so my ancient soul name would be Atan Ra, which is a direct correlation to my modern name, which is Anthony Powers.
0: That's crazy. It's like your 3D name. Your 3D name is Anthony. Your 5D name is yeah. Atan Ra. That... Right. See, that feels like the frequency of like what your name really is. Ah, that's so dope. Um, we met at, in a, in a medicine ceremony, we met at a peyote ceremony in Tulum. Never seen this individual before. And like the first, (laughs) the first interaction I have with this guy is like us taking peyote and him doing just like, powerful songs, chants, storytellings around the fire that were really inducing and increasing. I think I would say, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I would say all of our experience into something that was more heightened, into something that was more loving. And there's something about storytelling and just connecting back to fire that day that happened for me, that was just incredible. And I feel like you were just like a big part of that as well as like, of course, you know, um, Rodrigo our shamans, you know, the, those who were leading us in that process. It was so beautiful, but that was one of the most powerful medicine ceremonies I've ever been a part of, and I loved it so much. Um, what sorts of things like, do you typically experience on your own peyote ceremonies or other ceremonies that you might kind of assist people in journeying with?
1: Well, it's interesting. Like, so, um, one of my friends, uh, once like told me that, um, a lot of the other ceremonies, like cause I do a lot of peyote and mushrooms and other ceremonies that I lead. And uh, she's like and she does uh, she does ayahuasca. And she says, well, ayahuasca is like an automatic peyote is like a stick shift. Mm. <laughs> uh, it, it's like it's, it's like a stick shift. So um, oftentimes, like when I do ceremonies, um, I allow myself either to sometimes it's vocal channeling where I'll actually speak in languages uh, either ancient a- ancient um human languages or even at sometimes angelic or alien languages uh will channel through me and then sometimes almost every time i end up channeling
0: <laughs> i'm sorry i don't I have a belly button i took a tangent so off sorry. that but when you said that when you said like channeling channeling et languages i was like wait you don't you don't have a belly button you're like the modern version of like superman it's very funny um, and also, one thing we discovered yes. is your birthday is the day, the like pause day in the Mayan calendar, right? Like, how trippy is that? I was like, this guy, like, what?
1: yeah, yeah, where are you? Yeah, July twenty fifth is the day, uh, the day outside of time. Uh, like we were discussing this and I'm thank you for helping me find this. It's like, so there are 364 days in the Mayan calendar and the 365th day. That's not part of the calendar is my birthday, which is also the true birthday, which is also true Christmas. It's the true birthday for Yahshua ben Yosef,
0: Whoa. who We know as Jesus.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, know- July 25th was also his birthday as well.
0: Interesting. And you know what I've recently come to understand is, I mean, I don't know how true this is or not, but apparently, um, the Egyptians or whoever initially built Egypt, they were going around the planet and building pyramids and and these ancient cities everywhere. So as much as we might think the Mayans did it or the Incas did it or whoever, um, so I find that really interesting so that it makes me even think of like, okay, well then, then did they create the Mayan calendar too? those who built these ancient cities then? which then kind of connects back to like Africa and like your lineage, your heritage, like a genetic level, like where you're vibrating. I found that really interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah like, so, so like the, yeah, the old Well, the interesting thing is, is that even if you look at the, the Mayan calendar, which is interesting. Thing for that is the Mayan calendar is a thirteen thousand year calendar, which is half of a solar sun cycle. each solar sun cycle was twenty six thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently in solar sun cycle number twenty four, and the deity that I was associated with Atan Ra that I spoke about before is actually um, for the ancient civilization of Mu, a civilization that lasted twenty six thousand years, which is a full solar sun cycle that lasted from twenty six uh, from fifty two thousand years ago to twenty six thousand years ago. Um, which like which which predated uh, Atlantis predated, um, like uh Kemet and all of that. Oh, also speaking of my birthday, I was born at three thirty three in the morning too,
0: ah, which is another yeah. interesting. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I remember that because I remember we were looking at your chart. Yes. Master number. So so what do you usually like say? Um, do you lead medicine ceremonies or do you more like assist in them? What would you say? I mean, maybe it varies. Both
1: both yeah, yeah 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 both um so like i lead and like uh i lead a lot of sacred medicine ceremonies in la and other places and i in, uh, in e- egypt and uh co-led a bunch when i was down in tulum um and then like it's funny when i got to tulum i actually had nothing planned like uh like nothing planned and then Eighty percent of the days I was there, I either performed or uh, co-facilitated medicine ceremonies after arriving.
0: <laughs> That's very interesting. The energy of Tulum will just take over whatever you're supposed to do yes. in life on Tulum. I swear it's on crack because when I came back from Tulum to Las Vegas, I like I literally just as a couple of days ago, I'm starting to feel like back to myself, if you will, even though it's a new self, but. Yeah it literally took me like a month and a half to decompress from living in Tulum for almost a year. And I created, when I tell you I created out there, I created like six courses and launched them and did wow. them and had a bunch of one-on-ones and did retreats and did like VIP client weekends with my clients. Like I plant medicine ceremonies. Like I look back on that year and I'm like, how the fuck did I do all of that? Like it's the portal. it's yeah. the magic of Tulum. Yeah, it gave you, yeah and and then on top yeah, of that the, it's very the city close. tried to kidnap me Say that again
1: The city tried to kidnap me The city Tulum tried to kidnap me when I was leaving um <laughs> like I was trying to get to my bus cuz you know you have to take the bus to go to to Cancun to fly out Yeah and it was like less than a 5 minute drive away and different buses and policemen and people riding bikes everything turned a 5 minute drive into a 15 like into, like, into, like, 11-minute drive, like, and, like, so I ended up missing my bus. Like, the bus was pulling out, and I ran and chased the bus, and the guy wouldn't open the bus for me, so I had <laughs> to, like, fight to get to Cancun, like, in, like, it was, like, a whole other adventure trying to get out of the city, but, like, the city was trying to say, stay a little bit longer. I was, like, no, I have things I have to do, I promise. I have words i
0: have so to keep funny. and see the other experience is like people who've been in tulum it's like a thing that we say in tulum like when tulum's done with you it'll spit you out and i didn't let it get that far because i'm pretty like tapped in right so when i got that ping and i heard like all right it's time to leave I was like, okay, I will leave. And my debit card got stolen the next day. And like all this stuff started to happen. And I was like, I hear you, please. I don't need any more signs. I'm leaving. Like I'm making plans to leave now. Um,
1: You know what I call that?
0: What do you call that? I
1: call that the the universe has a thing that I call the eagle in the nest approach. Um, So eagles, when they're fledglings, uh, when there's time for the fledglings to fly, they'll start taking out all of the soft down. They'll start pulling out everything that's soft. So they roll this way and they get poked by a stick.
0: They roll this
1: way and they get poked with a rock. So like no matter how comfortable they try to get, they are unable to get comfortable in those moments. And then if they still don't listen, they'll push them out the nest. Wow. And like, so like, so like the the universe does the same thing. So we get pushed out the nest and we're sitting here and we're dropping we're like, oh my God. Why did I get pushed out of the nest and like, and we're falling and then eventually our, but when we keep our faith, eventually our wings will catch the wind, Uh, our wings will catch the air. Oh. And you know, like, and sometimes our flights may seem to be unstable at first. And you're like, we'll get knocked by a gust of wind, and like we'll hit this wave but then we, but eventually we start soaring and our, wing, and our wings get stronger and we're able to do what we need to do in the air. And if we had never got pushed or listened to the signs to fly, uh, to get out of the nest, then we never would have flown. Mm-hmm. So like and to our highest h- heights and reached our level of ascension, our level of um, of purpose that we are supposed to achieve. So yeah, like, and because Tulum is such an activated city, I can see how it does that to people. It's like, it's like a fly time.
0: Yes, like that whole analogy actually makes my eyes a little misty, a little watery eyed, because it's so true. I mean, I've been through phases and cycles of, of of that numerous times where you're like, please just I just want to like cuddle here like please don't make me go like I just want to stay safe and I just want to feel this and universe is like, nope sorry we got other plans for you and um it very much happened that way for me too like when I moved out of Tulum and the things that are happening in my life right now are it's actually very similar to that because I got back to Vegas and, you know, I've shared this with a few people, um, and on my Instagram, it's, I got a little scared there for a while. Cause all the things that I used to love when I got back here, all of a sudden everything changed. Like nothing was making me feel comfortable or as alive other than my courses. Like I, I had some courses, but, but all of a sudden it was like, wait, like, what do, I, I thought I liked doing this. I, li- I thought I liked that. I thought I wanted to do this and that. And, and it was just like everything, almost everything was clean slated. And, um, I got, I got a little scared there for a second, you yeah, know.
1: I understand when I came back because I spent two years away from America before before I first came back when I left to for Egypt the first time. Um, God just told me to give like stop everything I was doing, my film projects, my music projects, my business projects, give away everything I own, and come to Egypt. Wow. Yeah, um so, so like, so like that's what I did like um, when I first came out here, and when I got back, it was such a culture shock for me. In so many ways. Um one thing, the sticker shock. <laughs> the sticker shock was uh like how expensive everything What's that? was. But
0: oh oh yes.
1: But but also um just seeing the decline in mental and spiritual health of that had taken place while I was gone. Like uh, the energy was so thick for me upon returning. Uh Upon returning, like returning home, and you know, and I'm a Cali boy, like uh, just like you, like Cali, Cali native. My like my family's been in Cali for over a hundred years on my uh, pop side. Whoa. So, um, just like you know, like so, t- took me a while to like to feel. Uh, even though I felt felt good to be home, it took a while to feel like t- to like to re uh, to reintegrate into home. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I didn't expect that. I guess I went through a culture shock, but, but like an energy shock too It's like, I moved the whole energy of who I became, who I was plus my business and how that was evolving because all my, I I did a couple ceremonies, peyote ceremonies before I left. And I was doing, I was in a lot of prayer before I left Tulum and everything I was asking for was around my business being blessed and the steps that I was going to take when I moved to Vegas to expand that business. And it's almost like when I got here, I forgot all that prayer I did. I forgot all the blessing I had. I forgot all the synchronicity that happened, that the land was literally like telling me like, go to Vegas, go be big, go be great, go do all the things. I forgot I did all of that prayer. And so when all the things started to shift and everything was actually moving in the direction it needed to, I was like, no, what's happening? Like, please stop. Okay. And it's like, wow, you forget how strong the power of prayer is, and then it's yeah. like unfolding before your very eyes, and you're like, "Wow, this is it! Like I'm actually living it. It's it's not how we always think it's supposed to be, but it happens. It like yeah. happens, happens, and it happens quickly.
1: <laughs> and that's one of the things is you're doing a lot of grandfather peyote, and grandfather like um grandfather peyote as, as um, medicine. Uh, what he it does, it's um, it maps out things for you. It, mm-hmm. It's it it's a pat. It's, it's something that actually is really good. It's really powerful for manifesting, but it's also uh, really good for laying out paths and removing everything that will get into the way of your path, blockages, get like, into your way of your path, and it'll push you in that direction you need to go. Like uh, sometimes comfortably, sometimes not comfortably. It depends on how much we are able to um, surrender to the process. Um, so that's one of the really interesting things. as far as as doing like as far as grandfather peyote and the way that he pushes you um he'll be as gentle as you allow him to be but he'll also be um a little rough with you if you're stubborn
0: i find him to be so gentle i think it's the part of me that always wanted a grandfather that this medicine is my favorite i mean i've done mushrooms i've done ayahuasca i've done combo i've done you know acid i've done like numerous psychedelics Peyote is my favorite medicine, like hands down. Granted, I have only done ayahuasca once. I've not had like all the experience in the world, but peyote, like that medicine and those, that thought pattern and how the, how the medicine speaks to me, I just feel is in one of my most potent and powerful ways of communication already. So I absolutely fell in love with it. And, um, I've been told Rodrigo, who is like our shaman, I told him after, I was like, I don't, I found my medicine, <laughs> like I found it, like this is it, this is, this is mine, like this is where I feel home. <laughs> um, I want to also connect people to the fact that you, you travel a lot, you do a lot of experiences in Egypt for people. Um, anyone going to Egypt, first of all, you need to connect with Anthony. You need to go follow him on Instagram, powers, the high priest. Um, because whether things are like fully situated or not right now in this moment, he's going to have opportunities in the future to come along with him, to travel with him, which I'll probably go in the future with you too, to, um, Oh, looks like he got cut out there to be able to journey with him in his experiences, in his flow, in medicine ceremonies, in different things there. So anyone who's interested and wants to partake in all the things that Anthony's going to be doing in Egypt, um, you guys gotta find him, stay plugged in. You're muted, Anthony, just so you know. I know you hopped back in. Um, So I also wanna plug people in the fact that you do humanitarian work out there, though, too. You do work around orphanages. You take um, musical instruments to kids. You tap them into their creativity. Is there anything you can share about that in this moment? I know where you're at. Your Wi-Fi might not be the best, so you're what cutting in about? and out. I
1: apologize for this connection.
0: That's okay. It happens. Yes. I see. We We know where you are. I can hear you. There you are. You're back.
1: All right, there we go. Yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, I,
0: yeah. so. I was talking the whole time, so you're good. It's not like it's going to create like much of a disturbance or anything at all. So don't even worry about it. But what I was telling people is I was connecting them to your work with the orphanages. Can you speak on that and how people can get involved um, to help?
1: Yeah, so um, I was raised by uh, an incredibly powerful woman, uh, my grandmother, who taught you lead through service um so growing up you know she kept a lot of foster kids we fed uh we fed the hungry from our house in the number one murder per capita in the entire united states when i was growing up during the Uzi generation um so like i'll like so it was always been um it's always been what well, we always been taught to like you know you you lead by giving back you lead by serving others so um This past trip, this current trip from Egypt, we were giving, uh, working with a lot of the orphanages out here, um, bringing them books and balls and musical instruments and all these other things to help create the next generation of scholars, the next generation of artists, the next generation of musicians, the next generation of athletes, and to give people, um, to give them the chance to find their passions and if they already do have their passions at that young age to uh, help hone their passions. So that's what we've been doing. I've been doing a lot of that since I've been out here, and doing a lot of work with stray dogs. Um, the stray dog problem um, in Egypt is uh, not truly addressed. So I've been going out every day, feed like I've like basically adopted a couple of packs of strays <laughs> that, that I go and I feed every day out it. here. Um, so that's what I yeah. So that's what I've basically been doing while I've been out here. Um, Making sure that, like, while I'm out here, to that my uh, presence um, will have like some some kind of a lasting effect.
0: I love that. Um, that's really powerful. And if people want to donate to either of those causes, how might they get some get some donated funds to you?
1: Um, my PayPal is at Anthony Powers. Okay. Uh, which- uh, so that's super simple very simple. and ws um and then my cash app is Anthony Powers 3 but payPal works best in Egypt like with, yeah, like it, but yeah Egypt is beautiful like and I'm like we spoke about this and I would love to get you involved I'm bringing a few other people involved in it too in July we plan on maybe doing some tours and some plant medicine ceremonies out here yeah. in Egypt yeah and then November we're doing a big one for 11 11 where I'm taking people inside of the Sphinx
0: oh wait i want to go to that one that's the one i want to go to his wi-fi might be a little (laughs) can you hear us okay Uh uh-oh sounds a little choppy that's
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to be really, really That's
0: so funny. It sounds really choppy. Can you? Um,
1: and, and but even with regardless, we're going as well. Um, where I'm going to be taking it? i you frozen on my screen. So hopefully I'm being.
0: I can hear you. Yeah. Now. I can hear you better now. You're muted. Just so you know, I can. I think I can hear you, and I can see you. All. I laugh because
1: every time we try to record a podcast, like last time, like yeah, it allow us to do a podcast at all. Like, like Instagram would not allow us to go live together. Yeah. Like they fought us, and even when we were, we were like recording the other one together, like like lightning started happening. Yes. Like where you were.
0: Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. We were trying to go live. We were trying to talk about plant medicines and. There was like a full on thunderstorm that happened. Um, We couldn't like that. We tried a bunch of times to go live on Instagram on my my music account, your account, my personal account, we could not go live like we were being stopped. So it's hilarious. It's just like a thing. I think it's I think it's a combination of the consciousness. Like what even what I'm hearing right now is like, well, one, certain powers that be certainly don't want us sharing certain information. We know that. Um, But two, I think there's a lot of conscious energy that is just like trying to fit. It's like trying to fit a watermelon through a water hose, right? It's like, how are we taking this like mass consciousness and this awakening that we know we're a part of and even help ushering in and trying to like synthesize it into like these things that we can like say here, like join us, come, you know, follow like this way. And I think it creates a lot of, like, stuff with, with electronics, but it's funny. Anyways, go, can you talk about 11.11 again and the stuff you're doing in July and the plans for the journeys and the medicine ceremonies and all the beautiful stuff in Egypt?
1: So July, I'll start with that one first. Um, it's actually um, going to be a mix of things. Um, so July, we're out. So we're doing plant medicine ceremonies. We're doing tours of sacred sites. And before that start, we're actually going to be having some DJs coming from America, including James Brown's grandson, to like to to, to DJ out here. And then from there, we're gonna be going on a journey across Egypt and like in doing sacred medicine ceremonies in certain, certain places like Cairo, but uh, like in like Saqqara, the Luxor, which I absolutely love. Thirty percent of the ancient sites in the entire planet are in Luxor. That's cool. um, so. When I I used to live on yeah, I used to live on Luxor, Luxor, right on the Nile River. Um, with the same stretch of water where the story of Moses and the bassinet took place, oh. so um, Luxor was like, previously known as Thebes. Uh, so, like when you hear about Thebes and like in ancient times, that was Luxor, and before that, it was known as Waset. And some many of the holiest temples from ancient Kemet are in uh, are in Luxor. There's I've even found like uh, interdimensional portals that I've gotten to vibrate doors that I've gotten to vibrate that I haven't been able to get up to open as of yet. Hopefully with more people, I could get them to open.
0: Uh, um, I want to be a part of that. Then, uh, I'm going like, to go. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's it. And that's in July. And also, Egypt is very inexpensive as, uh, as far as uh, cost of living once you get here. Which is, um, so the most expensive thing you'll find is your ticket For is like you can take an hour-long Uber ride for less than $10.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: so it's like, Yeah. And then November, I'm doing something with the Stargate Festival, and the people from the Disclosure Fest. Uh, we're doing an event out here on 11/11, uh, like a like a 10 day tour out That's here very in Egypt.
0: Cool, very cool.
1: Include, that that will include a meditation inside inside of the Sphinx. We're going to be booking the Sphinx for two hours.
0: Wow! I didn't even think about that. You can book the Sphinx.
1: Not everybody can, but it can be done. Yes.
0: Okay. All yeah, right. You can book the Sphinx for two hours. Exclusive. You heard it with Anthony powers. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go inside the Sphinx yeah. that needs to happen. I feel like I'll be in Egypt in the fall and the fall is my favorite season. And I feel like what better place to visit ancient Kemet than during one of my favorite seasons and maybe gets, get to be there during the vernal equinox. Like how dope would that be?
1: Yes. And one thing I like when you uh, that spoke to me, when you said that is one place, I really want to take you. Is I want to take you to Saqqara. Saqqara was like uh, when that came to me. Like uh, Saqqara is one of my favorite interesting places in Egypt. Um, have if you if you've read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, you'll hear them talking about the Amenti chambers. Uh, the Amenti chambers, like so, the ones that are under the pyramids, those they can't like those are like they remove the chambers, but in the Saqqara. But in Saqqara is the same site where the step pyramid was built by Imhotep, mm-hmm. uh, the, step, the pyramid, which is over 5000 years old. So um, in Saqqara, if you go, there are these places where you go underground and they have these granite, these granite tombs that are uh, that weigh 100 over 100 tons. Whoa. <laughs> that weigh over 100 tons yeah. that are too big to fit through the doors, the doorway. The doorway was carved out of the mountain. So they have no idea how they got them in there. So um, and then, like, and then they're laser, like they're like, so like they're polished and they're like cut, like they're laser cut, like uh, that you, you would need lasers to cut them today. And like, there are certain spots on, on one of them where there's a hole through the wall and like in a line to the hole in the wall, there is a spot where the granite actually is melted and granite doesn't melt. Granite is like uh, on the hardness scales, just, just under diamonds. So like they like granted is one of the hardest stones mm-hmm. like to uh, like period. So it's in the melted. emerald tablets yeah. Oh. In the emerald tablets of Thoth they spoke about these chambers that they would uh transfer their consciousness into avatar bodies and they would charge in these chambers for 100 years and then the bodies could walk the earth for 900 years. Mm-hmm. So like these chambers uh these chambers are like are some of the ones that were described in the emerald tablets of Thoth. Not for him, but but for his his father's chambers.
0: That is incredible. It makes us, it makes you think, first of all, all the technology that they had access to at the time. Like, we we don't even know what that would be in, in our modern times. Maybe our governments do. <laughs> we don't. Like, we, like, I don't know what that, you know, specific technology is. I have my guesses. Um, but how cool is that, that also they would be living that long. And there's a lot of these like ancient stories, these quote unquote myths, right? That talk about people who who lived hundreds, thousands of years, and you can easily bypass it as something that's not real. But then when you start to learn the things that they had access to and the technologies, we're just kept from certain information. And, uh, because of the fall of, you know, consciousness that we went through, we just don't have access to certain things. But as we start to re remember and revisit these sites are, are these sites not, like activating into that information. Cause I feel like even in just being in Tulum alone, my, the remembrance that happens on a genetic level, I feel like on, on like the, the soul codes that we receive when we're at these places and at these sites, I don't think anything else on the planet replaces that.
1: And, uh, it doesn't. And then also, um, when we allow ourselves to be tapped in through sacred medicines at these sites, the yeah. activations, the activations are so powerful for like my first time, visiting the Great Pyramids, everything aligned perfectly where I was able to do DMT inside of the King's Chamber. Wow. And, like, by like I was able to do DMT by the King's Chamber by myself enchanting all the ancient, the ancient Hakal, the Hekal are the ancient vibrational tones, uh, mantras, if you will, of ancient Kemet. And, um, and then just like the medicine ceremonies in Tulum had an extra power to them. And when you're in, like in these sacred, when you're in these sacred sites, um, like uh you're able to tap in so much and then like and then the history of uh the the, the intergalactic history of these sacred medicines. Yeah. Um like if you break it down, for instance, like if you um there's this uh, the origin story of cannabis, which comes literally means Cain of Anubis, mm-hmm. uh uh which is called like he was uh Sebek or Ampu or Anu or Anubis as he was uh, later called by the Greeks. Um, was the god of travelers, open their doors, open their ways, which is why Cain, canine, and cannabis all have the same phonetic root. And he took your prayers up on cannabis smoke to the other gods. Mm-hmm. And um, so they like so their origin story. And the Dogon people have the same origin story uh, for cannabis. Now they look up at Sirius, which is the uh, dog star, um, which is the brightest star of Canis Major, the main star of the constellation Canis Major. Now they say next to that star, there's another star that dances around that star that you can't see. And there's a planet that goes around that star, uh, that star that you can't see, and that planet you can't see either. And that's where our teachers come from, and that's where cannabis comes from. Interesting. And Westerners didn't know about that second star uh, until the 1970s.
0: Wow, and it's and interestingly
1: enough, yeah, it's real. And interestingly enough, the third star is where the people. Uh, The people, the ayahuasca, the ancient tribes who talk about ayahuasca say that theirs comes from that ayahuasca comes from the third star.
0: Interesting. Well, Sirius is a fixed uh Sirius is a fixed star too. Um within astrology. I forget what it means, but I do know I'm pretty sure Sirius is one of those fixed stars that plays um that has like yeah. Essentially, like the fixed stars in astrology, right? I, Sirius is one. There's Vega, which my son is right on Vega. Um, there's there's two more. And fixed stars have really crazy names. So I can't, like the other two names are, are slipping my mind right now. It's like wild names, like Aldebaran and something else. Um, but these fixed stars, it's like as the souls come into Earth, all of our consciousness is like pinged by these fixed stars. And so these fixed stars are feeding a lot of the human consciousness as we step onto the planet and as we're birthed, right? Straight out the womb. So it's like our consciousness, our bodies are like very, you know, let's call it like supple, very sensitive to these fixed star frequencies um, as we're even being born. And I can only imagine what they knew about these fixed stars and how they utilize that information for consciousness.
1: Yeah, and it it's funny that you're, you're talking about Vega, like. Um, I was doing a plantment, like I was doing a ceremony and like a, and then after the ceremony ended, like we were sober by this point, but we just stayed out in the mountains at night. And we saw a whole bunch of UFO sightings the entire night. And then I was just locked on a star and I was like, what star am I just locked on right now? And it was actually Vega. Yeah. Um and then like, and, and, like interestingly enough, the night that we met, there were so like I guess. I didn't see them until later when the mark was uh, singing, but people said they started seeing uh, first started seeing them when I started singing the UFOs so all night,
0: all night. Like when you started to chant it, like it opened up a portal. That's I think that's why I kind of like started this, <laughs> this episode talking about how we met in that ceremony and how your storytelling and chanting and, and singing definitely opened something because, um, you know, when you and the marakame, when you guys were like chanting and and when different people were coming around the the fire, um, the stars were dancing. There was, you know, our cosmic brothers and sisters, they were like right there and they were dancing with us and they were like singing with us. And I was completely connected with them. It's like I was laying down, looking at the stars and just having straight conversations with them. It was the most beautiful, powerful thing to just experience because i i can see that and funny enough i can summon that on any given day that i want to at night but to see it at that level and at that extent and just all the different stars moving at once it's like nothing's fixed it shows you like 3d is not really 3d we don't even know what we're working with here on this planet like we don't know we have our guesses and we experience phenomena but the more i learn the more i'm like i have I have no idea what i'm doing here at the same time like i just watch stars dance across the sky all night <laughs> and yeah, exactly. it makes sense yeah. of life you know it's very funny like,
1: we're like who is their choreographer
0: <laughs> yeah seriously like who said press play like who said move here to there like what's going on out there it's very very cool but that's ultimately why you know I'm, we're going to close out this episode soon but like really this is why i wanted to have you on because i feel like you're such a cedar of consciousness you're such a cedar of like Light and codes. And I feel like you helped me and many others that night, just like go deeper to just to let go more, have more fun and like tap into the cosmos that much more. So first off, I'm grateful. And second off, you know, like, I just want people to stay connected to you, plugged into you like I am for those future opportunities that you're going to provide people with, to be able to go deeper, explore themselves, explore the cosmos and in what better place than Kemet than Egypt, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm grateful for you too. Um, and then one thing I will say is like uh, two a couple things. Uh, when I come back to LA, we do have a healing center in LA uh, where we do all kinds of crazy biohacking, and we also do sacred medicine ceremonies there. Um, but um, for like so people who who's not in their budget to leave the to leave the country, um, like uh, or who haven't manifested that abundance at this moment, um, we do have access. You do have access to the sacred medicines. In America, also one of my friends is bringing somebody from the Boiti way to um, to lead uh, a iboga ceremony
0: oh, uh, a, a in L.A. Ceremony. Yes, very cool.
1: Yeah, like so, like uh, And we're talking like before we got on, we we're actually me and her were actually talking about uh, animals and how animals uh, how animals are tapped into the spirit world. And one of the interesting things about iboga. Is that you know eboka when it's done in Africa with the, the bone tribe of the buitis, it's actually um a five-day ceremony and like that's non-stop. And they oh, wow. give and they give the eboka to the dogs as well.
0: Whoa. So the,
1: so the dogs are awake during the entire ceremony, and the dogs will actually are c- connected spiritually with the entire village. So if something happens, so, so something happens and, and the dogs are alerted, the village is instantly alerted by the dogs on a spiritual level that's um, yeah because that's the th- that's the power of also plant medicines is that like um i did a ceremony out here um, say about a few weeks ago and across town uh, my friend maru who i introduced you to she was leading an ayahuasca ceremony for somebody else and there are multiple uh, telepathic communications between us during, during the ceremony, even though we weren't at the same place at this, uh, even though we weren't at the same place. yeah. So like one thing is I would love to do it. That gave me an idea for, if we could create a day where people from all around the world do plant medicine at the same time,
0: I got full tingles. I just got tingles. Yeah. My
1: body. yeah. So like, and, and, and it, we're able to communicate and connect on a spiritual psychic level all at the same time by doing plant medicine ceremonies all over the country or all over the world, all at the same time, and it just oh. and even maybe just choose a time where everybody just owns at, at once the oh. power, the the, the power um, generated and the healing generated. Like and the word heal, let me like, uh, this like it's important for me to break down. The word heal is heyal, which means to call in God.
0: Wow, I love that.
1: Yeah, so like when we heal, that's what we that's what we're literally doing. We're calling in God to the aspects of our life. There's like, because there's different types of health, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, financial, recreational, relational, and environmental health. And any of those levels of health are off kilter or off balance. Then everything else becomes off balance. So when we call God into our aspects of life, just like the word sin, if you like, for somebody who speaks Spanish, sin means without, to be without, like, so like, let's say if you were like, let's say you're like, you wanted a burrito without onions, like, yo quiero a burrito sin cebolla, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. so like, um, so like so that means to be lacking to be lacking something and and the heels is is to call in something
0: Mm, i love that so much it's funny you really you say that because um i just did a global meditation today and it was so potent like i barely even sat down and all of a sudden the portal's like here i am and so that's what we would be doing we would be opening a portal on the planet to be healing to be calling in God for mother earth, for humanity, for ourselves, um, micro macro, you, you know, and yeah. that would be incredibly powerful. So if you, when you, I'm not going to even say if you, when you plan that, um, you know, ping me because I'll totally be a part of it wherever I am, you know, I'll find that's exactly, organized exactly. somewhere where that can happen. And I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, um, I love that. I think we have, Uh, this feels like a to be continued Um, I feel like we have more to talk about because I think we need to share with people more about the animal consciousness and how nature and animals will speak to us um, and sometimes on our behalf but speak to us for healing because I've had some interesting, you know, experiences with animals and the mountains out here in Las Vegas too, which I'll probably talk about in a separate episode altogether. But I think we need more information from you about the animals and its connection to our consciousness and how we're supposed to utilize and play with that energy, um, as evolving beings. But, but for now, for anyone who wants to stay connected to Anthony, remember, find him on Instagram at, powers the high priest. He has amazing, incredible content. Like what I mean, amazing content, like he's got content of him, like at the most sacred temples. And it's just like, go have fun, go have a ball, look at his content, tap into that energy, into his frequency, stay connected to him. Anthony, you know, I'm going to be, you know, staying connected to you and probably a part of future journeys, tours, trips, ceremonies that you do um, in Egypt and probably LA, I would love to bring like some family, you know, like my brother and cousins out to you in LA too. Cause you know, all my family's from LA. I'm super Chicana. We've been in LA for many generations on my mom's side too. So super LA, LA, what's good. <laughs> um, we got LA fam, you know, exactly. So we'll be seeing each other and for everyone out there, do you have a closing message for the people listening and or watching?
1: Um, Joy is like, it was one of the biggest things like, uh, receive like joy is a spirit. Happiness is an addition and anything you do, whether it's, um, your, your, your meditations, your ceremonies, even, um, even the things that you feel like you're forced to do your work, bring joy into it. Um, it's like that joy, that gratitude is so magnetic. Um, and like, and then like, and then just pray. One of the things I pray for is to have, um, a contagious spirit of joy. We're like where like Ebola is where Ebola is jealous of my joy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> right that. so like so like and if we like just keep that keep that level, pray for that spirit of joy, um, it'll sustain us through everything else that we need to do.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that closing message. Anthony, thank you for being on here. I'll have you on again. I know that for sure. Love you so much. We'll be seeing you, everyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay connected to Anthony and I'll see you here for more episodes at a later time. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in my emerging psychic mediums. I trust you've received new downloads, wisdom, insight, and actionable steps to ascend as you embody the spiritual channel in you. It's time to take the next steps into your life purpose and lovingly clear out the blocks as you give your greatest gifts to be abundantly paid for being you. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey of growth, evolution, and expansion into who you came here to be. I'd love to hear about your biggest ahas and takeaways. So jump on Instagram and let's connect at Mediumship Muse Podcast. DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Love you all.